Hello ladies and gents, and welcome to Retro Rewind. Today we're going to be talking about magical drama. With me to discuss this wonderful, you could say, gem of a game, is Michael. Hello there. And Gregory. Yo. So, just quick things out of the way. We're not necessarily talking about a certain Magical Drop game here, because we all kind of play different ones. I believe Mike played Magical Drop 3, I played Magical Drop 2, and Craig played Tetris for some weird reason. But since, I mean, Magical Drop doesn't change very much, it's kind of is what it is. So we'll be talking about different versions as the situation warrants. So, Magical Drop as a series was created by Data East, that company that did like five great things and nothing else. Gentlemen. What do you have on Magical Drop? I've never played Magical Drop, never heard of it until you mentioned it. And I think we had a, a trouble again trying to Google it, because I thought you said something else and I ended up finding a different game. Magical Pop! Magical Pop. a very different game. Yeah, yeah, so... Um... <laughs> oh, uh, outside, sorry to interrupt, outside of the US, this, or outside of Japan, in the US, and I think, pal, this was known as Chain Reaction, an aptly fitting name. But anyway, Michael. I have no experience with this one before. Uh, knowing that I was actually playing Magical Drop 3 made it even more be bewildering. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, Neo Geo, something that went by me. I know a friend who borrowed a Neo Geo that set on fire because he plugged it in wrong once. <laughs> That's my experience with Neo Geo. So, uh, we can make a blanket statement here. Neo Geo are a fire hazard. Yes, this was released on the Neo Geo AVS, the MVS, this was released on PlayStation. It, it's had a ton of ports to everything. The series, uh, the latest one is 5, and that's been released on the 360, on computer. It's been released everywhere. All the games are pretty much the same, with the exception of sometimes it's 4-player versus, sometimes it's only 2. There are new characters, nothing really major. So, gentlemen, how did you get on with it? It's, it, was, it was hard. It's hard, isn't it? It's pretty, it's pretty hard. Um, it, it is a little yeah. difficult. I... I uh, struggled with the lack of uh, tuition and it so it took a few rounds just to try and figure out what was going on and what I was supposed to be doing it really there's addictive tutorial, is there a tutorial yeah if you if you just insert a coin and then leave it sit they have a demonstration showing you how to play the game well because the, we have the arcade mode oh my goodness yeah i didn't know that so i just jumped straight into the game like the hardcore gamer I am. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just like initial impressions. You, you get a kind of basic character select of kind of tarot cardy type characters. You pick one, but you don't play as that character. You've got a wee freaky thing. Is that right? A jester. He's a little yeah. jester. Aye, aye. Terrifying jester. I picked to play Star <laughs> or something. I don't want to be a jester. Coming from playing Poyo as much as we did, I kind of thought, great, I, I'm, I'm into this kind of puzzling action puzzle or I'll call it just now uh, really fast paced really cool very 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 addicting I was on it for hours I couldn't stop playing until I hit a level that I couldn't get past really enjoyed it the music got a wee bit annoying but other than that fun yeah the music is rather repetitive mm -hmm. did you try both modes that are in Magical Drop 2 I don't know there's a puzzle mode which is just you with say uh, a play field as big as the screen Mm -hmm. And you just have to keep it from falling. And then there's the versus mode where you play against a computer opponent. I was just playing the story mode. Mike, mm -hmm. what about you? What do you think of Magical Drop 2? Um, I don't think much of Magical, Magical Drop 2 because I played Magical Drop 3. <laughs> yeah, but, that's a great point. <laughs> um, 
On that note, uh, very, very odd game to come into. I found it odd that we had little clowns at the bottom of the screen moving around. I did not know what their significance was. Um, the whole tarot, tarot card sort of sounding thing seemed to ring bells with me because uh, it seems like it's a mainstay thing of the Persona series. So seeing oh, all these... Right. All these things like fool and stuff like that was making me think of, you know, which which uh, which persona was I using a lot in, in that game. Um, so I made my choice based off that and went with Chariot, I think it was. Um, but there was one one called World, which had free an, an extra eye on a, on her head, and her she animations does. were absolutely amazing. So uh, so coming into it, I mean, this this felt to me like like something like a, a super puzzle fighter uh, mixed with sort of puzzle bobble. But the version I played actually had what an arcade mode, a uh, sort of like a battle mode, and some sort of quest. So quests seemed to sort of push the game in a sort of uh, Puyo Puyo Tetris way, where you could get bits where you get a more expanded field to play on, uh, different rules popping up, none of which I seem to understand. But uh, overall, a really good, fun fun game so far. Uh, yes. Mm. So if you're not familiar with Magical Drop, if uh, hopefully you've played Puzzle Bobble or uh, Bust a Move, or is it Bust a Groove, or is it Donkey Kong Jungle Beat? I'm not sure. I think it's Bust a Move, where you have the two little guys from Bubble Bobble, and the bubbles are different colors and they keep cascading downwards. And you have to try to match three in order to get the bubbles to fall off and they don't hit the bottom of the screen and you keep going. In this, it is a little different. You don't have a shooter, kind of a cannon thing. You have uh, just this little jester at the bottom that moves through the columns and you can pull down as many colored balloons or gems of one color as you would like but you need at least three to pop them so you can play a gamble game where you're pulling down lots of blue ones say and then you shoot it back up and you've got like eight then you'll send way more trash to your opponent than if you had just popped three now it it doesn't have trash bubbles per se as, as in something like Poyo Poyo or Kirby's Avalanche you know those kind of things Uh, It's just that each character has a different way that the bubbles cascade downwards. If, like, say you're playing as World and you have enough points to drop some trash, then hers will always come down the middle. So the middle column will be way longer than the rest of them. And then the other ones, there might be one on the left, one on the right, and then one in the middle. So uh, what your character does basically is just depend on what kind of trash you're throwing. Now, the odd thing about this is if both characters last long enough there's something in the middle of the screen called a quota if you are both doing well and nobody's really in uh what's the word i'm thinking of stalemate yeah yeah if if you're if you're both doing well and it's coming to a bit of a stalemate then it just becomes whoever hits the quota first so Hmm. it it, the games really don't last that long what would you guys say probably what three minutes tops yeah yeah tops three minutes tops definitely that's if you're having a good round Hmm. now uh, Magical Drop is something that was always very popular uh, in my house and when I was a kid, when we would go to the arcade and you would see it. But it's something that I just, it's kind of the, takes the exact same place as Poyo, where it's just, I feel like a puzzle game. Ooh, Magical Drop, that's a great game. The only problem I have with this, and I, we'll get to your guys' complaint too, is it seems sometimes that you can't move fast enough between the columns. Like, yeah, I wish yeah, there was a true. little more acceleration between the columns, because if you're on the left and they send trash down the right yeah. column, it takes a while to get there. Even or either that or a wraparound feature would have been nice. Do you guys have any complaints about this? Not that specifically, but the game itself. Uh, my complaint mostly revolves around difficulty. It was flipping difficult. 
you can t- mm. like now that you've said it was in the arcades I'm, i can only assume it's probably not been adjusted for home so it's not like a proper home. No, no, it's definitely a quarter, quarter muncher. Yeah, that's that, and that was the only impression I got from it. Whereas I just hit a wall and I thought, "Oh my god, I can't, I can't keep on going with you." Other than that, um, no, no major complaints. The the music did get a touch repetitive uh, from playing it for quite a long time. Very happy music, though. Happy, but happy yeah. in the kind of, I'm happy, I'm happy, and then after <laughs> half an hour, I'm in hell. This is what hell feels like. <laughs> Listen to this music. Um, we can cut this out, but Craig, you can turn down the difficulty. Hit the touchpad while you're playing, and then that lets you fiddle with all the arcade dip switches. Oh. So, <laughs> I might leave that in. Yeah. <laughs> I... Uh, Mike, what about you? Any complaints? Oh, sorry. Kind of similar to, to what Craig said. Uh, difficulty was a sticking point, especially in the quest mode where it felt like they were throwing new rules at me on a constant basis. But unlike that that little, uh, that quick uh, quick demo loop thing that you get at the start, um, they weren't telling me what was happening in the game. I get a bit of text pop up. Um, I probably, probably didn't read it, to be honest. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but it, it was throwing things like, uh, uh, what, little bubbles with numbers on them. Then it was showing me bubbles which didn't just blank, uh, you know, transparent bubbles um and and by this point i was thinking i've just cleared the stage but i'm not moving on to the next bit in the quest have i missed the point am i supposed to be taking them taking out these numbered things or and how do i take out the numbered things it seemed like you could throw three of a color at it it wouldn't link to them you throw three of another color at it, it wouldn't link to them you thought does it have to be part second part of a chain or uh, and the numbers just seemed to randomly change, and it, the game never really told me what was happening in this quest mode. But that's probably specifically a problem of Magical Drop Three itself. I'm if I hoping. remember correctly, the numbers are you have to like pop three chains before that becomes available to pop. Oh, so I it like think. counts oh, down every shot. Yeah. Right. So every time you pop ah, a chain, it the number goes down. I believe that's that's the way it works. Okay. So. The numbers didn't change for me. <laughs> uh. So, gentlemen, if this was all of us in the same house, the same yeah. multi-continental house, would this, where would this sit for you in terms of, like, do you think this was way more fun in multiplayer, or do you like the single-player aspect of it? Um, Personally, this I has always been a multiplayer game single player. for me. Did you play it multiplayer? No, Craig? I didn't. Um, because Craig hates that. his family. I hate my family, and uh, I was really, really hungover this morning, and I just wanted to hide in bed. Uh, so that that was me. I didn't play it multiplayer. I w- again, there's a few games now that we've done where I'd, I wish I'd just taken the time to figure out how to play something multiplayer on my Wii U in the, the, the emulator. There must be some way to do it. We're Puyo Puyo men. Yes. We're Tetris men. We're Mr. Driller men. Uh-huh. Where does the magical drop fall for you guys in terms of action puzzlers? Is this something you'll find yourself returning to? Or is this kind of just, oh, that was interesting, and then it just goes away? I, I'm really glad I had a shot of it. I think by saying that, you know where I'm going to go with this. But I'm really glad I had a shot of it. I liked the mechanic. I liked the columns. I liked picking up multiple balls. It took a wee while to get used to everything in it, and it was nice. played it for a few hours, and I might pick it up again, but it's not. I would never pick it over Poyo, certainly, or, you know, um, okay. a few other games. Really, 
I just I, in a slight side note, something that really, really made me really happy. You know, I've got terrible affliction with terrible, terrible color blindness, and when you pick a specific ball, the rest of the same color animates. Which, as soon as that, I saw the I saw the stage and I was like, oh no! And then I picked up a ball and everything started moving. I thought, thank goodness that was there because if that didn't happen I, I actually was very curious about how <laughs> you would do with it with colorblind yeah it was just i didn't say anything it was the slight there was a slight the i think the bubbles were half filled with maybe a liquid i don't know but it swished about if you picked green or brown or whatever the colors were they all swished <laughs> it, it's green yellow blue and red ah well, there's only four colors otherwise yeah Jeez, oh. And see on the colour note, there I had blue crystals. Was that character specific? So if I did three blue crystals, it, it obliterated all of the blue now, bubbles. So any any three chain mm-hmm. minimum that you smash up against a crystal, yep. it obliterates all the gems of that colour. So if you hit it with three green, it'll obliterate the playfield of green ones. Yeah. With yellow, all the yellow ones are gone. Okay. I only ever saw blue. I think. Unless it, <laughs> well, that's unless it, because yeah. I know, your eyes are broken. Sir. I've just said that I only saw blue and I don't even know if I did or not. <laughs> but Mike, what so, about you? This. Yeah. Um, thinking on it now, uh, I, I like to be very diverse with the games that I play. Uh, puzzle games themselves, they, they only have a very small share of my, my overall game time. Um, most frequently played one of all time is probably likely to be the uh, you know Super Puzzle Fighter Turbo back on the on the PlayStation and things. We need to have um, a, another crack at that, by the way. Yeah, that 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 really was the crowning glory for me with puzzle games. It's not until uh, Tetris Puyo Puyo Tetris very recently that I, you know I found my second to add to that collection of of masterpieces in the genre. Um, but one thing we never really do on this podcast is that even though it might be a good game. We don't criticize things, or, or you know, just say basically, I might already have enough puzzle games, and that's that's what I'm gonna have to say here. It is very good. It's you know, it fits the bill perfectly. But I think I think the other two games that I already have in that wheelhouse do it better, and I'm quite quite happy keeping a a small a small but um, very high quality collection of, of puzzle games. So just. It only just misses. It only just misses out. To be honest, I really did enjoy it, but but I don't think I'll be playing it again as much fun as I did have of it over the short stint of playing. Well, I do have some bad news for you, Mike. Our next pick is Bejeweled, and then after <laughs> oh, that God. we have Candy Crush, and Mon- then Montezuma's Revenge. Oh, God. <laughs> Montez- then some Boulder Dash. You know, we'll find we ha- <laughs> to turn this into the puzzle cast. Uh-huh. Uh huh. No, no, oh, that's God. that's perfectly fine. I mean, just like you, I don't play a lot of puzzle <laughs> games unless I'm very specifically in the mood to play a puzzle game. Mm. And to be honest, out of the ones I've picked, like Mr. Driller and, and Magical Drop, that that's pretty much it. Like, I'll play... Yeah. I, I don't like Sokoban, so, you know, all those box-pulling games, they're, they're out the window. Uh, they generally have to be very action-y for me to like them. Mm. It, out of curiosity, Mike, is there any other than those two that you really like, like puzzle-wise? Even though you might not uh, play it, I don't mind the pull blocks games and things on the on the oh, 3DS, okay. but they are a bit slow moving. Uh, I, I mean, if 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 you're technically including larger realm of puzzle games, I'd say things like, you know, the the Picross games on the on the DS and stuff are okay. really fun for me. 
And I, I have always gelled with those, uh, whether it's 2D or 3D. Um, off the top of my head, I can't think of many more at the moment, but it could just be that I'm getting a you know, brain freeze being on the podcast. The only, the only one I can really think of that I, I really like is Pokemon Puzzle League. I think that was really the only other one where I spent like hours and hours at it. Maybe Pipe mm. Dream. I like Pipe Dream a lot. Anyway, what about you, Craig? Uh, how does puzzle games fit into your game time? I'm quite puzzly, but generally, other than Poyo and that very angry phase with Tricky Towers, um, I tend <laughs> to keep my puzzle gaming either mobile or on the DS. And I'm much more, you know, I'm very latent. I love my puzzles like that. But anything, anything puzzly, I'll do there. That's what threw me off about that um, playing Poyo first was it was on the console. I thought, why am I why am I playing a puzzle game on my PlayStation? Laura's just going to mock me because I'm playing Tetris. <laughs> I've got a PlayStation Four and a big telly, and I'm playing Tetris, and she still does actually mock me to this day for Tetris. Has she tried it? Uh, yeah, she absolutely loves it. <laughs> so you got a good marriage. I like that. Oh yes, she absolutely loves it, but she'll still mock me for my PlayStation. Between that and Minecraft. So guys, we generally ask, would you pay this ten dollars on PSN? Well, since most of us played the arcade versions, if you were in an arcade, would you plunk a quarter in, or seventy-five cents, or twenty-five p, or whatever moon money you use? That brings me on to the the main crux of this. I think if this is an arcade game and. I think it's something that I would have gone into an arcade and played a couple of times. This would have been absolutely perfect. That would have been, you know, where it would have it would have thrived because being given the option to put infinite money into a machine and then failing on the same hard level, which is obviously a point where they'd expect most players to have gone away. That is yeah. ultimately, I think, the the hook of this game. And so, as as an arcade game, you know, brilliant, brilliant. I definitely definitely play this in arcade. Yeah, that arcade. that would be. Almost exactly what I was going to say as well. If I could plunk some pounds into it and and just stack up some credits and just go for it and then walk away, that's exactly what I would do. And I just I got to the point where I played that same darn level that I couldn't get past so much today. I would I wouldn't have blown thirty quid on it playing it, but sitting (laughs) you know trying to get past it, I I must beat this. I must beat this. That's that's what I think ruined the experience for me in the end. It it is weird the kind of like place that arcade games how now have now in this kind of gaming atmosphere where there really are no more arcades, Mm. but arcade games are still a thing. And so yeah. Yeah, I think this does work mm-hmm. better as an arcade. I'm glad I replayed it, and I'm glad I bought it because I'll always want to go with my daughter for a round or two. Yeah, that I I hate to butt in again, Dave, but the quick question for me here is: the thing me and Craig haven't got from this is the multiplayer. How how much would you say the multiplayer factors in factors into your? Yeah. Um, if okay, well, I mean, my daughter's not the best at it, but if I had somebody that mm. was as good as myself, and I'm not very good. But, you know, if, if I had a good match against somebody, it would rank up there with Poyo for me. Because I did, when Magical Job 5 came out, uh, me and a friend bought it on PC. And, you know, there you're using the arrow keys and, like, Z to pull down and X to push up. And we played for so long that our wrists were starting to hurt. And it takes a lot to make our wrists <laughs> hurt. But, yeah, we played for three, four hours on end. So, I mean, wow. the multiplayer for me really adds, it, it's the same thing as Poyo. For me. And I will admit with you guys, I mean, I'm, I agree with you. The arcade mode is kind of bleh without the multiplayer. Because even I was, once I got to Empress, I believe, is her name? The chick who wears all black. 
she was the wall for me. I, I just couldn't finish it. And that's when I started to get bored of it. But then once I started playing games with um, with my daughter, yeah, I, the fun was back. And then my daughter played a couple games against my wife. And my wife plays like three games a year. But, I mean, they were giggling and laughing and having fun. And it, it just made me want to play it again against somebody. So, yeah, I think multiplayer is almost essential to this. Kind of like a fighter. You get a lot of mileage out of Puzzle Fighter by itself. But when you find somebody that's close to your level of skill and you go at it, you can go for days. All right, gentlemen. So, thank you for your time. This has been us discussing Magical Drop 2. Not exactly a smash hit, but no Godzilla either, you know? Who's got next pick? Thank you, Dave. My choice will be Hudson's Adventure Island. Yes! Strap in, gentlemen, because that game's got some teeth. All right, and I guess we will see you next time here on Retro Rewind with Adventure Island. Say goodnight, gentlemen. Good night. Good night. Yeah.